Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everybody, Russell Miami's Eleven. Hope you are all safe and well if you're new to the channel. Please consider subscribing, hitting the bell icon if you can, because obviously it's so cold, my fingers are freezing up, so I can't get to my mobile to text. But if you can, you know, if you're watching this back in the summer, then you can obviously. As, as always, we'd like to thank our channel sponsors, Untuck It. Check them out in the description below. Uh today's guest, the man's buzzing for it. It's Luke. How you doing, Luke? I'm good, mate. No, I'm very, I'm very looking forward to it today, actually. I've been I was watching uh yours with Julian Dix the other day with my dad. We were both cracking up and uh yeah, I've been watching the Harry Redknapp one, Anton Ferdinand, Harry Benwick. I've been going through them, mate. They're very good. good I've, been, I've enjoyed them. Thank you. Thank you. No, I love doing them, man. Love doing them. Got plenty more to do as well, which is really, really good. Um, how are you in general, man? How's things in this weird world we live in for you? Yeah, not bad, mate. I mean, I'm just sort of focusing on on work at the moment and you know pushing myself to you know do new things and challenge myself still in this new year even though it's difficult times but not bad mate how about yourself yeah not bad not bad i'll be honest last week i felt really crap i didn't feel Ooh. like and that's the first probably time i felt a bit mm, since like everything's happened yeah so but then then we turn over doncaster 4-0 so i'm like that's i'm like all right mate. then you. it's funny isn't it just <laughs> <laughs> oh okay well i'm getting a bit bored of winning one nil to be honest luke yeah, like, yeah. Oh, one nil again but then four nil. okay we'll take yeah so uh yes yeah, swings and roundabouts isn't it, with these things it's, it's one of those things where you can't do nothing you've got to sit there grin it and bear it and um as you said at least at least west ham are keeping us entertained you know could you imagine if we had to handle this this pandemic if we were i don't know like a uh, west brom or fulham at the moment oh oh mate well it was a little bit like last year wasn't it last season was yeah. a tricky one and it you know all i could think about was was uh was relegation and things like that and it, are we going to escape it and it would have made the summer even worse but luckily yeah. you know we pulled through and you know we're we're moving up and it's really good times to be a west Ham fan. it's just a shame we can't be in the stadium watching it it is it is it's it's a it's the, it's a it's a typical west Ham thing isn't it it is you know, so you've got this team that everyone's proud of. Is that the right word to say? Over the last, you know, over the last this season and, and to most of the last in the last season as well. And there's no one to watch to, you know, to them to feel yeah. how well we we know they're playing at the moment. It's just, and you know, it's just such a West Ham thing. As soon as the fans go back in, we'll end up being <laughs> absolute dog. <laughs> just the West Ham way, isn't it? To be honest, I'm sorry, yeah. But um, I, I don't think it'll be this season. So you know, we could we could have a very good season by the looks of it now. Um, yeah, and obviously through to the next round of the cup as well, which is great. Um, this will probably go out tomorrow. This will probably get just before the Crystal Palace game. So hopefully, we'll we're looking forward to Crystal Palace winning, beating no, well, Crystal <laughs> beating Crystal Palace. God, yeah, yeah. there we go. It's funny, finally come out with a Palace fan. No, um, so uh, yeah, and then we could be fourth in it or something like that. Ridiculous if we win today. Yeah, win take over Liverpool. Yeah, that's mental. That's absolutely mental, man. It's absolutely mental. It's such a West Ham thing, though. As you said, it's like. 
Like, <laughs> there's the snow bugger at the grounds and stuff. It's just so bizarre. It's the whole thing is bizarre at the moment. But um, there's nothing to do about it. I was watching the um, I was watching the the American the NFC Championship yesterday between uh, it was the Buccaneers versus the Packers. They had about fifteen thousand fans there. How the fuck did that? How the fuck did that happen? Blimey, I don't, I don't know. It's America, isn't it? Yeah, I don't, yeah, but I don't get it. It's like, surely, I just don't understand how they can have so many, you know, it's like, just seems ridiculous, you know, everywhere else is like, not having behind closed doors and stuff, but they had like loads of fans, because you saw when they were doing the highlights, you saw all the fans like in the, obviously socially distanced, but still, you're like, I just, it's ridiculous, ridiculous, but hey, we do what we do to get it all done better in it, but, um, and how's yeah. business been? Business been all right for you guys? Yeah, good mate, um, yeah. so I work at Mallet, so, um, shoes um so we set we sell in sort of luxury trainers and that so yeah it's going really well um yeah there's a few west ham boys there actually um one boy anthony regan that's a massive west ham fan you see him on twitter always uh giving it a bit like me but yeah no he's uh it's yeah it's good mate um yeah just got to keep working hard working from home through, through these times and yeah just doing what we need to do and that's it really it is, I suppose, being sort of a, it's an online sort of it's a luxury trainers and stuff like that. A lot of it is you, it's it's just changing how everything's done. It's it's all online. It's all that. It's all social. It's all you know. It's like literally everything. Where you might have done a little bit in shop, in house, in shop. It's all online, isn't it? Everything. Yeah, so it's yeah. like sort of focus is all onto there. So yeah, that's no, it's good, man. It's good. No, it's good to see. As I said, I, you always speak really well on um when you make comments on like West Ham fan TV and stuff. So I was glad to get you on, Luke. I, oh, I don't know, mate. Sometimes I do sort of, oh, mate, if we get a bad result, say, I just get so wound but Everyone's up. the same, mate. Everyone's the same. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like... We are, but sometimes I just, oh, I can't, I just, I go off on one and it's just, it's out of character. I end up deleting my tweets as well because I just go out <laughs> of character and I get so wound up by a bad result and things like that. But, but look, it's, yeah. it's been good recently. I'm, I've been extra happy with the, with the wins and, you know, let's hope we can keep going up that table. I'll do anything to, you know, win the FA Cup or go in the top four. I'll do anything. Okay, that. right. Here we go. Right. So you can either have top four or FA Cup. Which one would you have? FA Cup, mate. All day. I'd rather FA Cup over winning the Premier League, you know. It's just them. It's them. It's just that cup, isn't it? You know, everyone talks about 1980 and, and 75 and 64 and, you know, I just dream of everyone going back to the Barking Road and, celebrating outside you know green street and all together hopefully <laughs> you know this is in a dream world um but yeah fa cup all day long you know yeah no so, i agree i agree competition it is and i think you know um as i said you know it's it's fortunate in the fact that you know we're in a position now where we can not prioritize one or the other but there will be a point won't there hopefully touch wood but we will have to prioritize one over the other you know whether you know and so yeah let's see you'll get, get past man united first but uh you know who knows who knows but yeah, yeah. i'm looking forward hey, uh, whatever happens happens and it's west ham and it we're used to, it's not like we're it's not like we're sort of primed for success all the time it has, that's why i don't i can't cope with it to be honest because it's like everyone's being nice to each other yeah so much Twitter banter. There's not so much hatred on Twitter, and you know, I do that. I do like a live show, like most lunch times, and everyone's on it, and it's buzzing, and people are coming to come on and talk, and you know, and it's like it, there's a real nice there is buzz around West Ham at the moment. It you really know, and everyone's on each other's channels and stuff like that. No, I love it at the moment. It's um, long may it continue. Hopefully, it will continue. I really hope Hopefully. so. Mate. I do, I do. But um, anyway, anyway, so. First question we asked Luke, seven and a half minutes in, is why are you a West Ham fan? Why why is why have you chosen the Claret and Blue, mate? Um, well I think obviously when I was younger, uh, me and my family we grew up in Ilford, um, obviously not far from Chadwell Heath. Yeah. Um obviously born in ninety five. Um my dad sort of took me into West Ham as a two year old sort of as a youngster and and you know it was that the end of that 90s era i just caught on the end of it of when you know you used to go down the training ground and my dad used to take um me and my sister down and you know we'd see you know we were there the day um john hartson kicked dal berkovich and and just you know that that mad, mad 90s era of west Ham where you know you used to be so in touch with the players and stuff you go down there you mm. see like all sorts happen and you know it was we were a lot more of a tactile club then and and i think football's changed since then but yeah it's um 
I've always been West Ham, really. My, my, my dad, that's a credit to my dad. We're, you know, our family goes back in sort of East End generations. And, you know, that's that's my team. It's my dad's team and it's East London. Yeah, it's where, where we're from, really. Yeah. So you sort of like, you didn't have a choice, basically. No, but, you know, I didn't want a choice, to be fair. I mean, we moved, we, we moved out a bit when, uh, when I was younger. And I, I did go to a school where there was there wasn't really many West Ham fans, to be honest. Mm. And it, and going through my childhood, that was tough, I must admit. Like, it just, you, you'd get Man United fans with a Southern accent always giving me stick. And it used to really wind me up. I used to come home from school just raging. Um, but look, uh, there's no one else I'd rather support. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm just proud of our history, you know, our fan base. And it's a special club to support. It is. It is. And I, and I think... I think whether I started off doing, I started doing this thing thinking, yeah, we are special, but like, just thought it was just like hearsay. You know, people go, oh, we're special fans. We are. But having done this channel now for like, what is it, eight months or something like that, you, you've, you, I've met lots of different people in all different walks of life, all West Ham fans. Every one of them is exactly the same. Everyone of them will do anything for you. And just the, the the sense of community whether they're based in india whether they're based in ilford whether they're based in idaho that's quite clever um but you know anywhere they're all the same they're all, they're all just they're all just you know and even the guys that's what surprised me about this about this club the guys outside of the uk for example is the indian guys the, the fresno irons chicago hammers all over the place you know they had every team they could pick from yeah, literally, they could pick whoever they picked. Our little funny little club in East London, and um, just absolutely passionate about it. It's absolutely mental. It's it's a bright. You know, when you get guys like I've interviewed guys in Perth, and you know, in Melbourne, they get up at four o'clock in the morning to watch West Ham play. Yeah, I, I, think I wouldn't. <laughs> oh, mate, I would. I would. I don't know you would, but I think I it's would. that thing. Like, you know, when I first went to Hartland Park, you just had that sort of feeling that you belonged there. And yeah. I think it's with even foreign fans as well and tourists. The first time they went to Upton Park, you'd always see them like going to bowling or things like that or whatever. You, they, they, I think they just, ever since they went to Upton Park, they fell in love with West Ham. Mm. You know, that that was the same for me going when I was really young. Just mm. you felt like you belonged there. You felt like everyone around you was part of you and you felt like a family and a unit. And it just, it just grew on me massively. Um, mm. And you know, to this day, I'm I'm always proud to sort of be West Ham. Yeah, no, you're totally right. You're totally, it's it's one of those clubs that you go on holiday. When we used to go on holiday, it was during the holidays. They were quite fun. <laughs> yeah. I remember them? Um, you'd always end bumping into West Ham fan. You'd always bump into West Ham fan, wouldn't you? Really, when you're on holiday, because you just wouldn't do. It. And it's like you know, it's just. I just think we're friendlier fans than anyone else. I don't know why, but I just think we do. <laughs> we certainly are. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, we, we do have a little bit of a reputation of a bit of aggro here and there, but yeah, no, we are we are a good fan base. I mean, we do we do have a lot of drama to put up with every every now and then, you know. So yeah, many of course we do. Highs and lows, but yeah, low, we are a great fan base. In, yeah, you know. and I think because we've had all those highs, all those lows, but not so many highs, that we've become this sort of this you've had a certain nature around us as fans. You know, we're always so like at the moment. Typical example, you know. Will be seventh at the moment. This is obviously before we play Palace. So seventh for uh, twenty something points. I don't even know how many points we got, but twenty something points. You know, or thirty points, whatever we got. Um, the first thing someone says is, "Oh yeah, great, yeah, yeah, great, brilliant, seventh, yep, 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 eight points to go." It's not not the fact that we're we you know we're pushing through. Oh, yeah, yeah. Eight points to go. No, I eight know. To go. <laughs> you know, got to get to forty. Got to yeah, get to forty. Yeah. You know, just because they know we're West Ham fans, <laughs> and so there's always that sort of. Um, sort of that, uh, you know, like you know, when you've got a sandwich, that little bit of butter on the just on top, just to make sure everything's going to say, you say, eight points to go, eight points to go. Not like, you know, we're doing great, fantastic, eight points to go. And that's yeah. what I love about West Ham fans, you know, it's like that, that Lanzini goal, you know, when he scored that equalizer, Twitter blew up, absolutely blew up, is it? Then literally, within the blink of an eye, someone said, Oh, we shouldn't have been 3 0 down after 15 minutes. Okay. <laughs> Who cares? You know, we can't enjoy. We've always we've been programmed to always get ready for the the speed bump, get ready for the hundred percent. And so we, we don't know when to enjoy ourselves. Yeah, like, you know, it's like, I'm okay. going through that at the moment. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I just feel like at some point it's going to all go wrong because I've because I've known it for so long. 
um, and it's just awful. It's just awful. But but look, it, uh, we are used to it. But we we're never surprised, are we? We we no. just it just keep. It's a cycle that keeps going on. But look, it's part of being a West Ham fan. You know, it is like a. It is like a day in the life of an EastEnders, isn't it? Where there's always a bit of drama going on. Oh and, yeah. You know, I don't think we'd have it any other way, to be honest. But I don't think we would, and that's that's why I think there's so many West Ham YouTube channels because there's so much to talk about all the time. Hundred percent. You know what I mean? I don't know yeah. how many Southampton YouTube channels there are. <laughs> Can't really see much boring, more going on. Them. You know what I mean? It's like, what would they talk about apart from yeah. you know? I don't know how good Danny Ings is or whatever, you know, how good James Roy Prowse is or how good their academy is. That's it. That's what we talk about. You know, what else can they talk about? There's no dramas there. You know, it's all, that's what I love about West Ham. As you said, there's always something, there's always something, there's always a little, you know, a little fricassee, something, something that's going to go a bit left field. And, you know, we might bring in a funny player, could bring in Lingard, you know, yeah. you know, just like out of the blue, you know, type thing. But that's just West Ham. That's why I love it. Yeah. I love it. It's great, man. It's great. Do you remember your first game, Luke? Um, to be honest, so yeah, um, obviously my dad obviously started taking me in as I said in the late nineties, but because I was so young, I just don't remember. Oh, yeah. He just, he no, just I... like, remembers me sort of crying when it got too loud <laughs> and things like that, which we've all done that. Yeah, really. understandable. But the first game I properly properly remember was in, and this was a tough time to be growing up supporting a West Ham fan. Was the two thousand and two free season, um, the year we went down. Yeah. Of, that was so tough um, just because I I started envisaging West Ham and becoming a fan and mm. then we went down that year and uh, you know all my heroes just got sold as soon as I got stuck into it you know the, you know Joe Cole Carrick Canio went Trevor Sinclair um, Defoe eventually went the year after Carrick went and things like that and it was just yeah. that was so tough um, but my first game that I remember that season um, was Man United at home um, we went for my birthday, I think it was about six or seven, and um, Jermaine Defoe equalised in the last minute, um, one all, and it, 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 it was that was fantastic. We went to the um, museum before the game at Upton yeah. Park, which was which I loved, I, I just loved it, and uh, you know, we were in the uh, Dr. Martin's upper, um, <laughs> right, at the, right in the gods, but yeah, no, it's great, and uh, yeah. I, I do remember, and then uh, after that, I was getting we were sort of getting stuck into a sort of a little bit of away games here and there. We went up to Sunderland at the Stadium of Light, and we won one nil. Was when Trevor Sinclair um, banged one in, um, and yeah, mate, it, it was a it was a tough time that when you know after we got relegated and all of our best players got sold and things like that. That was really yeah. tough, but you know that I think that was a really sort of tough time. Um, and it, it always hurts to think back at all that talent we had that got sold. But look, it always happens to us, though, isn't it? It's like yeah. even if you go well before our time, more you know, even maybe before your dad's time. You know, you look at bloody, you know, like when we won the World Cup, and you know, we only had we never won the league with that team. We were three of the best players in the world, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, but yeah, no, it's what I, I can imagine as well because obviously these, you know, as you said, people like Joe Cole and stuff were like your your childhood, you know, your childhood pinups. Really, as a kid, you know, these great players and they've all like literally one after the other. You're taking them off the wall or, or out of the plenty sticker, and it's like yeah, it must be mm-hmm. such a such a such a sad time. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I, go on, you go, mate. Go on, but yeah, no, um. It was tough, and uh, I remember vividly as well that season. Um, I don't know if you remember the old sort of Hammers news magazines they used to do. Yeah. Um, I entered a competition to go go to the training ground and, and meet the players and have a kick around with them and that. And um, it was during a difficult time when De Canio had fallen out of Glenroda and they, they weren't speaking, and De Canio yeah. was sort of training on his own. Um, and I went down there, won the competition, I went down there, it was a great day. I sort of like I was cleaning uh, John Monker's boots with a brush and things like that. And and uh, this is, I'll never forget this. Decanio obviously weren't speaking to Glenn Roder, and uh, Decanio just came over and signed my shirt. And you know that that saying that will stay with me sort of forever. Decanio is obviously my biggest idol um, yeah. and my favourite ever West Ham player. But that that was like mad. Um, and it, that was a nice kit we had that season, even though we went down. But that that was a special moment for him to sign my shirt when, you know, he wasn't speaking to the manager and, and things like that. But, you know, again, so West Ham. Oh, you've done quite well. You So you've gone there. You, so you went to the Chadwick when 
uh, Rhoda and Kanye weren't weren't talking. You went to Shadowy for Narks and kicked off at Berkowitz's <laughs> You've done a quite you think, yeah, you get one more, you get one more, and you get the trick. <laughs> Fantastic, Fantastic. It's funny. We have, it's a few people who had that tra- same training session. We had, I think it was Reese. I think Reese went to that training session, and I think we had um we had Bertie Braley, one of the youth team guys from 1990, and that was his first training session. Was <laughs> Was the uh, was the famous at Berkovich and uh, Hartson? Uh, we had Johnny on actually. Johnny Johnny came on apologising once again for kicking Berkovich in the head. He's like, all right, all right, John, all right, let, let it go now. It's okay, man. It's okay. We, we believe you. We believe you, man. But uh, and you mentioned about the Kanye and stuff like that. So obviously, on this channel, we do. And the whole point is is my hammers eleven. So the idea is we get everyone who get who comes on the channel gives their 11 basically so you know so it must be the best 11 could be your favorite 11 could be your worst 11 whatever the only rule is you have to be alive to a scene and play so you know probably you from probably you know, late 90s onwards basically that's not i mean it's still a bloody good spread of players to be honest there's some good there's some great players in there um so so let, let, let's start off in goal who'll be in goal for the luke 11 that's the question so uh, this one wasn't really that tricky for me, actually. I mean, we've had some good keepers. Um, yeah. Jimmy Walker, I've really liked. Um, I'm a massive Fadensky fan, but for me, it was Robert Green. Um, yeah. Sort of such a great goalkeeper, really underrated. It was it was tough when um, he made that mistake for England. Because, you know, like when, when West Ham have a good player and I'm, I'm banging on to all my mates about him, like, you know, right at the moment, for example, they just don't. They just don't buy into it. They don't think yeah. he's actually because he plays West Ham. Robert yeah. Green was one of them. I said he's so good in goal. He used to save so many penalties and that that performance away at Arsenal when we won one nil that in the great escape season, that was special. And you know, Robert Green was a great, great keeper. Um I wasn't happy about, you know, Robert Green's legacy going to Chelsea at the end of his career, but you know, i I'm a massive Robert Green fan. He was a great keeper for us. Really helped us out actually. Yeah, yeah, you're totally right. He was, and you said that, you know, to goalkeepers, you, you know, you could easily reel off three or four good goalkeepers we've had in recent times. It's one of the areas I think we sh- we never seem to sort of reason, well, tell a lie. It's about six months last year we did, but we never sort of like have a situation where we've got a particularly bad goalkeeper. You know, I mean, even, I mean, even Adrian was, was, he was, yeah. he was erratic, but he was okay. He wasn't like a, a Roberto was he? So he was. He was. He did the job, and obviously, uh, people. You said Rob Green, and you said Jimmy, and we've had obviously we had Jimmy on as well. And we had like you know, Shaka and David James. We had some good goalkeepers over the years, um, that's for sure. Um, obviously, Ludo uh, and, and Fabianski. I think Fabianski. I think it's brilliant. Um, yeah. And just it's one of those things where it's annoying. Where I'd have loved to got Fabianski about two or three years earlier than he did, than we got him. Do you know, maybe when he left, before he joined Swansea, then we could have just had him for yeah. an extra little bit Definitely. of time. He would have been absolutely superb. Right, okay, let's put Rob Green in goal and make a note so I don't forget. Right, okay, who's going to be in defence? Luke, you go through them as you've got them, man. Can we, I mean, can we do a 3-5-2? You can do whatever you want. It's your team, man. You can do whatever you want. All right, wicked. Um, so I'm going to go with three sort of centre-backs. Um, yeah. First one is Anton Ferdinand. Um, Ooh, let me find I think Anton was very, very underrated for us. Um, yeah, he had a lot of ability to be fair, and you know, from the get go, people were sort of comparing him to Rio, um, which was which is obviously tough. Um, and you know, he still had quite a good career, and especially for us, he was, he was very good. I think I remember very well in the championship season, he was, he was very good when we came back up. That was a sort of special season, um, and then. Um, you know, even after that, when you know he scored the last minute equaliser at White Hart Lane and things like that, I, I really, really did like Anton a lot. I think mm. he was a very good player. It's a shame he left and the way he sort of left as well. But yeah, he's 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 my first choice. Mm. And I agree. I think he's obviously we've had him on, and we, he 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 came out and spoke him. I mean, I don't know. I never asked the question about Rio, but he he said, "Oh yeah, no, it was really hard." And obviously, I I'm a brother, and I was like, you know, it must be tricky because like he was he was there all the time when Rio was there as a younger kid playing in the same position with the same name, looks like him. Uh, you know, it must have been horrible. He was like, if 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 Anton was like a central midfield player, it'd be different wouldn't it really a little bit because yeah. he was the same position as well um but you're right that championship year him and um him and elliot ward um yeah great partnership great partnership mm. elliot ward 
keep an eye out on Miami's eleven. So I'm saying, um, <laughs> he'll be on there soon. <laughs> Chelsea City's legend, um, Elliot Ward, hopefully soon. Um, but yeah, no, Anton was great. I, I think, and when we interviewed him, he was so he so still loves the club and so mm. like passionate about West Ham. Um, it's lovely to see. It really is. It was oh, brilliant. Love it. Love him. Okay, let's put Anton in. Uh, who's next, man? Who's next? This one um, is Winston Reid. Um, I think, you know, he's been, been with us a long time now. Um, obviously, his days look a little bit numbered with us, but mm. wow, what, what a player. Um, he's definitely been through some ups and downs with us. Obviously, his first, when he sort of came in and he was a little bit inexperienced and things like that, I think he just came in off the back of a World Cup as well. Um, Avram Grant bring him in, but... You know, he turned into a massive pro for us. Um, quite an interesting character. He always seemed a bit sort of quiet, and uh, but but when you know when he scored a goal, his passion really came out as well. And mm. you know, he scored some special goals for us against Tottenham, Millwall, and then obviously the last one at the Bowling. So yeah, he, he was a very good defender for us, um, Winston Reid. Yeah, definitely. And as you said, I mean, I think just because of his upbringing, he was always quiet. You know, I mean. He played. He was, you know, New Zealand by birth, but then played in the Danish league. Two, not very, you know, it's not like Italians and fireys. They, you know, both quite sort of calm and relaxed play. You know, sort of nations. So I think that's probably where he came from. But you're right. Once he scored, and uh, they all, I mean, it's like Anton. Anton's got that banger against Fulham. I was looking at the other day, and it's like they've all got it in their locker, don't they? They've all got yeah. these like, yeah, they just like these central defenders. They just bash one in and go. There you go. I can do it, but I just don't like to do it all the time. That's why it's always. But uh, yeah, as a winner, you'll be like obviously go down in folklore history, scoring that last ever goal at the, at the bowling and stuff. 100%. And uh, whatever he does, good luck to him. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. In it, in it. We don't know what's going to happen with him, but good luck to him. Right, we'll put Winnie in. God bless him. Uh, who's going to be the third one of that back three then? Third one is uh, Angelo Bonner. Um, just getting better with age. Um, what a player, do you know what I mean? Like, he started off, um, again, another one that scores a lot of important goals, you know, he scored yeah. the winner against Spurs when we'd done him at Wembley. Um, he's, when first few seasons, he was a little bit shaky. Um, I remember seeing his first sort of pre-season game against Southend away, and I think we won 3-2, but he, he didn't look all there, but, mate, he's come on so well and um, just getting better with age. I honestly, I think he's, going to go down as one of our best centre-halves for the last sort of 20 years. He's looking really good. You know, he comes up with a goal every now and then from from a corner. And, um, yeah, he's just so mature as a defender yeah. now. Like He's in the, all the right positions, winning all the headers, um, so composed, reads the game. Um, a few seasons back, as I said, he, he gave away a few penalties. I remember at Palace away. But, um, yeah, I'm a massive Obby fan. Uh, massive yeah. Obby fan. And it's like now, it's like when we had like, like even like a couple of seasons ago, there was like the three of them. So you had Diop, you had, you had Balbuena and you had Ugbonna. I don't know why I said Balbuena with a, with a slight sort of <laughs> Balbuena, um, but I did. Um, so I'll go with it. So you had those three of them and it was always like, there was always two in form and one out of form or one injured. Yeah. And then now it's like, and so it was loaded into change. Now it's basically Oggy plus someone else you know it's not like he's is he he's not in that sort of shake-up yeah yeah so now no. it's, yeah do you know what i mean so he's he's just, as you yeah. said he's so he's just so he's just so much more mature now he obviously got back into the italian side obviously he couldn't got injured so he couldn't um couldn't play that game but uh yeah he's brilliant he is i, I think you're right i think he's gonna he, he could well go down as one of our best center backs in the last 15 years you know what i mean he's yeah good. again i've been touching back on that sort of 2000 and uh, two, three sort of season when we had all of them sort of flair youngsters and things like that. Yeah. didn't really have a good sort of centre-half other than sort of Ian Pearce or, you know, mm. it was more like Gary Breen or sort of Christian Daly. Again, Christian Daly was very good, actually. Um, but, but yeah, I think Ogbonna, the last sort of 20 years, definitely gets in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good shout. Okay, so that's your back three. That's your goal in your back three. Right, go on, and you go through them as you've got them written down then, then Luke. I've very much had to cater for this midfield. This midfield has been playing on my mind for the last couple of days, to be honest, mate. Um, I'll start on left midfield, um, which is Matthew Everington. Yes. What player? He goes goes a little bit under the radar. Again, you know, I could probably pick a few 
I don't know. I, I think he's what what a left left midfielder he was and a left winger. He bombed down and then just get a ball in, and usually mm. they'd be a, a Marlon Herod or a Bobby Zamora on the end of it. Exactly. Uh, and yeah, just what a player. Um, Brilliant. Yeah. So so quick on the ball. Um, quite an old-fashioned sort of winger, left midfielder. Yeah. Never really cut in. It was all just down down into the corner flag, ball in, and you know. You don't really see that very very often these days. As I said, very old-fashioned, but very effective. Um, I was actually quite guided when he left as well. Um, yeah. But, you know, footballers do move on. But, they yeah. do. They do. Well, you're right. He was like, I think when we interviewed him, I think I, I think I, as his introduction, I said he was one of the, the last old school like the last proper left wingers because like now they obviously they're inverted aren't they they put them on if they're mm. right foot they put them on the left left and right i mean bowen's up bowen's left foot but they, they put them on the right you know so he comes on his left all the time whereas you said like effington would literally bomb it down and then cross it in for someone to head it in a bit like what we're doing we're scoring quite a lot of crosses at the moment as well you yeah. know so it's like getting a little bit back to that way but um yeah it was brilliant running just lightning quick brilliant. lightning yeah. quick looked like and we said I, I did tell him this it looked like you know that you know a breath of wind could knock him over because he was so so skinny but yeah god he could cross the ball in and he was so quick um remember those you know those playoff final games and uh, the yeah. playoffs and stuff it's brilliant absolutely brilliant man I feel like he's something that I feel like he's someone that sort of really embraced the club as well yes. and sort of took it in and you know became sort of one of us he didn't really get on well at spurs and you know from the get-go he's Felt like he was a proper West Ham player. Definitely, definitely. Right, Matty's in. Matty's in. Who's next then, Luke? Um, so I'm going to go for a CDM defensive midfielder, um, and this is going to be Declan Rice. Um, again, the amount of games he's played for us, it feels like he's been with us forever now. Uh, what a player! Um, just unbelievable. Um, I, I met him when he was breaking into the first team. Uh, well, no, he, he barely played for the first team at the Player Awards a good few years ago. Um, I think it was the first season we had at the London Stadium and he was there looking like a kid that um, he was very humble even then, just a nice guy, spoke to everyone, all the fans and all of a sudden, uh, not long later, he broke into the first team and uh, yeah, the rest is history. He's, you know, he's yeah. made appearances for us now you know he just gets better and better every game you know he's adding dribble into his game and going forward with the ball and shooting and the goals are going to come up i think soon as well um so yeah massive Declan Rice fan yeah he's brilliant i mean he's just brilliant you know i just think he's uh, i i think that the signing of thomas suchek has made Declan Rice in, into like a, a far better player far better yeah. player now because they almost have this sort of like an understanding it's very those two in midfield are quite dynamic you know they they both like going forward but they will both hang back if one goes forward they've got this good understanding um yeah. i think i just think he's i still think we've only scratched the surface with him as a player because the way he, he's developing you know now yeah. from you look at when he started when you know he you know he came on for against burnley away and stuff for like a minute and then you know they'd play him and and then i think then we started playing him a sort of cdm role we were like what why are we playing him yeah. here and he was like oh he's actually quite good and then he's just he's grown into that role i mean i remember seeing the under 23s center back he was a commanding he was like a john terry center back he was very commanding very very you know very competent center back but in this role he's just honestly i can't think of many players in the world in his position who, who are playing better than him at the moment i, well, I, know. I mean i was i was having a bit of a, a row with my friends in the group chat today about um i was saying he's better than ngola kante and uh they weren't having it but yeah. I, I really think he is i think he's got everything you know he can pass he can shoot he can cross the ball he can run with the ball I don't really want to be seeing him in centre back ever again. To be honest, I think CDM or centre midfield, and what a player! He's just got absolutely everything, and the goals are going to come. Um, he's got technical ability with shooting and things like that. I think, and you know, I do compare him. I, I don't really remember watching Rio uh, when he was younger and that, but I just I can't see us having anyone better than him in 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 you know centre back or, or centre defensive midfield or, or anyone coming close to, to Declan Rice and um, I think it's credit to him he, he does all the easy things well and he's just built on his game um, so yeah what a player 
You're right. He's he, you're right. He, he's got he's got a great foundation. He's just building to it every game. Yeah. There's a little bit more. There's a little bit more drive. There's a little bit more. He said bringing like the other day. Um, he's bringing the ball forward a lot more than he did previous games, and you know, and he's trying to do his free kicks now. He's obviously been practicing this knuckleball, isn't he? He's trying yeah. to do them, and as you said, one of them's gonna one of them's gonna bang in, and that'd be it then. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I think I love him, and I just love his honesty. You know, it's uh, you know now football is so just modern football. I don't think players are particularly honest. I think they're quite sort of toe the line. They talk what you know they 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 toe the party line in terms of what you know their club or their managers want them to say whereas Declan when he wins a game he's excited he's buzzing like we are when he's when he lost he's devastated like we are you know yeah. you just feel like he really feels what we feel which is yeah. a really unusual thing um, right okay so we put uh put deck in who's next man um Mark Noble uh I, I had to put Mark Noble in um just what captain um just mr west ham um sort of west west ham player you want to go for a beer with do you know what i mean and just uh, what player like again he again that goes under the radar because he people say sort of passes backwards and things like that but he's a good sort of player if you want to bring on these days and retain possession and things like that and just keep it steady and things like that he's you know growing up as well um he was he's obviously a lot quicker than he is now but he was a pivotal part of our club and he has been for many years. He's the glue that sort of sticks it all together, really. Um, and, that, and that sort of stuff does go unnoticed, 100%. Yeah, totally. um, and, and apart from, obviously, apart from a couple of years, he's been in the West Ham team ever since you've been supported, really. Like, you know, since yeah, yeah, yeah. 2005 is six, yeah. he started breaking in. From then on, that's it's, that's just Mark Noble. He's just mental yeah. when you think Yeah, I mean... Again, it was sort of scandalous. He never got into the England squad. Um, yeah. In that 15 season, the last of the bowling, it's the best I've ever seen him play. Um, and, you know, that season, he just looked unbelievable. Every pass he did came off, you know, scoring amazing goals. I remember one at West Brom where Carroll uh, floated it in and he, he banged it sort of top mm-hmm. bins, and things like that. Just what a player um, that season. He, he was unreal. And I think him just having pie in front of him where you could just give him the ball and you know he'll do the rest just yeah. Martin Noble was amazing that season and you know mm-hmm. very special player but again I think he still glues it all together he's still you know Mr West Ham and welcomes everyone into the club and out of the club and things like that yeah definitely, definitely. and I think you know you're right in terms of um his new role now is that 20 minute man, you know, he comes yeah. on at 75, well, it's 15 minutes for us, but anyway, you know what I mean? It's sort of like, you know, even 10 minutes, you know, he comes in with one new up, one new to the Cockney boys. He comes on and just, you know, take off a, a forward player and he just comes in and just holds possession. That could be his, that could be his position now for, for the whole of next season as well. Hopefully, you know, just so, you know, that, that yeah. role is, you don't, you know, he's, he's incredibly, still incredibly fit. Um, he'll play the old cup game and then he'll be doing that 15 minute roll, 20 minute roll. And, and to be honest, it's not just that, but he, he's, and, he, and you know, the respects that others have for him, as I said, Declan Rice, he gives his armband to him as soon as he comes on the pitch. Mm. That shows you how much respect Declan Rice has for Mark Noble as, as a captain. He doesn't have to do that, but he does that. Um, yeah. I think a lot of everyone's got, so everyone in English football has respect for Mark Noble. Yeah. Um, you know, even the likes of Joe Cole and people like that, they all massive, massively sort mm. of respect, know, they know who he is, they know he's Mr. West Ham, yeah. uh, things like that. But it's just a real shame he never got that England cap, you know, definitely deserved it. I think it was a time when Roy Hodgson was in the manager and that <laughs> that says all you need to know about that. But <laughs> yeah, It always happens. It's happened with, even before your time, like, with Julian Dix and it happened with Billy yeah. Bonds and yeah. Phil Parks and get as many games as he should have done. It's just a typical West Ham thing. Mm-hmm. Um, right, so we put Nobes in. Who's the next one? Uh, not everyone's favourite person, but Dimitri Pyatt. <laughs> what, yeah. uh, I yeah. think for, for that... Um, as a sort of fan of West Ham, I'm also really a fan of football. So, uh, however he left or whatever, just what a player he was. Um, yeah. I, I haven't really seen much come close to that sort of level of skill and performance and just magician. Um, you know, we, we literally had one of the best players in the world um, not too long ago, just in him and just things he used to do were crazy. Um, 
his free kicks. It was, you know, even that Man United game where he scored that free kick away and hope, hopefully we have another iconic moment like that in the in the cup game coming up. But yeah, I, I absolutely loved Pyatt. And, you know, when he left and the way he left, that was a real uh, heartbreak for, I think, all of us. But I, I don't like seeing players like that leave. Uh, I don't think anyone does, but yeah, what a player. Um, no, no matter how he left, I can never sort of forget that season and how good he was. No, of course. What he gave us that seat, we wouldn't have had that season if it wasn't for him. End of. End of. And so, yeah, it doesn't matter what happens and where he's gone afterwards and, and how he's left and things like that. It doesn't matter, I don't think, now, because of the memories he's given us. And and you get that. Those, those sort of mercurial players, you do get that sort of other side to them, you know. And, you know, I think people forget how he left, how he joined us. He joined us doing the same thing he did to leave us with. You know, Marseille welcomed him back with open arms. So he can't be that all bad. Got that, you know, do you know what I mean? So, uh, and we doubled our money on him, you know, so... I think, yeah, I think with things like that as well, he's he didn't go, he didn't go to uh, a, a rival. You know, no, it was no. hard to see him leave, but I think he did just want to go home. Whatever sort of yeah. conspiracy, conspiracies mm. people want to believe and things like that, he did just want to go back to where he came from. And you know, I, I do have a little bit of respect for that. The, yeah. You know, he, he did, clearly didn't speak much English and things like that, but yeah, just a great player and. I would have been, you know, I'd be hating him a lot more. He probably wouldn't get in this team if he went to a Tottenham or a Chelsea or something like that. But he just went back to Marseille. So I can be a little bit more forgiving on that one. Oh, that's very kind of you, Luke. <laughs> um, and also, I mean, you know, again, someone like Pyatt, he was the first time I can remember for a long time, not until recently, because we started to do it recently, where we bought players in their prime. Do you know what I mean? Mm, yeah. I mean, I mean, Pyatt was, he was like, you know, on the Opta charts as the, 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 you know, the best yeah. it was, you know, in Europe and uh, yeah, that's great. But he was doing it for league on, but we bought him. And for those 18 months, arguably that was the best 18 months of his career. And, you know, hopefully we haven't seen it now with Suchek and we're seeing it now with, you know, with Bowen and maybe yeah. with Ben Rama and stuff, you know, we'll be buying players where they seem to be in their pomp now rather than bookended their career, um, which happens too often at West Ham. But uh, yeah, no, he was a phenomenal player. And it's just, you know, as you said, just that's the memories tough. he brought. With the yeah, dark. I think that season as well, when he when he went out injured, we you could see his sort of struggling yeah. um, and, and things like that. And I think the difference now is, is we're much more of a team. We don't have that one focal point. Yeah. We've just got a core team of good, good players that all work hard for each other. And, you know, if Ben Rama and Lanzini come off, you've got Paul Nows and Yarmolenko coming on who can still do a job. And I think that's what's changed. That's what's different to then. Um, again, what a special season it was. But hopefully them times are coming back. Great shout. Yeah, great shout. Right, OK, we'll put Demi in. Yeah, mate. Pardon me. Who's next? Um, not a natural right winger, um, but I had to put him in this team. Uh, is Joe Cole? Um, just what a player! Obviously, growing yeah. up when my first proper season that I remember, he was such a talent. Um, took the captaincy that season as well, for which a lot of people forget. But I think he was only about twenty-one, and you know he took that captaincy on, and just what a player! I think mm. uh, saying it's quite controversial. I think Joe Cole played his best football at West Ham. He didn't, play, he didn't play at Chelsea because at West Ham, he, he, he literally dipped out in and out of players, skating on ice, you know, tricks, everything. Um, and just such a special player. And when he went to Chelsea, that was, you know, that was a tough one to take as a young kid seeing your hero yeah. go. I think still now he adopts West Ham quite well. Um, I see him sort of in Chigwell a few, about a year ago, actually. And he, he got a photo of me doing the hammers and things like that. And, um, yeah, yeah. He's, he's a top bloke. His family's still West Ham and stuff. Yeah, and stuff. You, you, you just feel like he's he's still a West Ham sort of. He's a mm. sort of when you think of West Ham, I think you sort of still think of Joe Cole and people like yeah. that. And I think what a player he was. Yeah, just such a good player. Yeah, and I totally agree with you. I mean, I think he he played his best. Yeah, like he's his truest football when he was at West Ham. I think he was. He does a podcast with Tom Davis. Um, which is quite good uh, on Joe, I think Joe looked Cody okay. And he talks in the first episode about him as a footballer. And he was like, I was, a, I'm, I'm basically a street footballer. I've always been a street footballer. So I loved doing the tricks, loved doing the flicks. When did he, when did he do that the most at West Ham? 
you know so for me it's like well there's that's his that's his natural yeah. you know what he's that's what he does so you know and he yeah i mean he's a, he's a top boy joe he's top boy mm. one day he'll be on here one day oh, not too long come on time i think hopefully yeah yeah mate. he's in dubai at the moment is he no. everyone's in fucking dubai they are mate they are mate brits abroad you know why the fuck am i not in dubai that's the question that's what i don't understand when the youtube money start coming in so i go to dubai that's what my wife keeps saying so <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh yeah it's all right for some um yeah they all seem to be in dubai yeah. um i know joe's doing a soccer squirt at the moment so that's why um so fair enough right okay we put joey in joey's in number number no he's, he's one nine okay two more who's next man um next one carlos Tevez. carlitos um obviously he wasn't there long <laughs> but again as a fan of football apart from being a west ham fan just someone you could sit and admire the way he played and grafted and yeah you know, tricks um skill uh drive determination just a winner really um and that's i think why we stayed up as well as the likes of rob green and people like that that season the great escape but you know tevez is just a fantastic player that we had um and again not with us for long but you know really sort of cemented sort of hero status with us i think in 19 games he, he played and Men's, you know, it? yeah it was i mean lovely free kicks again like Pyre, yeah. but just such a good player the show again another one that left us but it's the way it goes isn't it but yeah what a player yeah, he's the way he goes. It's funny, as you said, he only played like, yeah, not even 20 games for us. And he's become a bit of a, a cult hero and, mm. and everything like that. And it, I think it's, it, it doesn't, I don't think, I don't think it matters how many games some, someone plays, but it's how they play the games. Mm. And so you could have someone who's played 200 games. And if they don't look like they're, they're, they're bothering, no one really gives a, no one can remember them really. But, you know, some people, is Carlitos playing less than it was 19, 19 games. If one of those games he ran his art out he did you know yeah. he just did and maybe to his detriment to start off with i think he was trying to do too much and he just wasn't really effective and i remember when i think it was curbs came in did a bit like what moisey did with arnie and, and met yeah. mccann and goes right you stay up front we'll kick the ball to you and then you do stuff <laughs> and then it just worked um yeah. and i know it's funny i was talking to someone the other day and there's a there's a little bit of parallels between him and Ben Rama at the moment because Ben Rama just can't seem to get a break. Mm, do you know right. what I mean? Hits the yeah. post or the goalkeeper. There was a time where Carlos Carlos was doing exactly the same thing. Yeah. That first goal went in, and that's it. And that's what I think yeah. is having Ben yeah. Rama. That first goal, whew, goodness you up. Great yeah, no, top guy, top guy. Yeah. And, and Anton says a really good thing story about Carlos, about he 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 used to Carlos wanted to integrate himself so much to the team. But he didn't want to learn English. That's a, that's, that's a double imperative, isn't it? Double negative. Um, that he would basically, he had a, a translator, and that translator would literally go everywhere with him, including when they went, I don't know, China Whites or whatever it was at the time. <laughs> he put his translator on the dance floor with them. And so he's dancing, like he can't move Anton and that lot, with his translator in the middle, trying to communicate, you know, good music or whatever. I don't know what they're going to say. I don't know what you say. You can't really hear anything anyway, in nightclub. But that's oh, just brilliant. Brilliant story. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Top man. Top man. Um, right. And actually, it's a good book. If you want to look for a good book, there is a good book. Dan Hurley's done a good book called The Greatest Escape. And it's all about that last season like, yeah. from beginning to end. Really good book. Top man, Dan. He's right. Okay. Um, hashtag not ad. There we go. Um, just I mean, you work in marketing. Yeah, so yeah. Interesting coach, you know what I mean? So, all right, Carlitos. And who's the last one? Who's the last? I could probably guess the last yeah, one. Yeah, I think you can guess, mate. I mean, it, just got to find the. Just got to find Jonathan Clary. Where you find him? <laughs> I think it's tricky though the striker position because I, I absolutely loved and adored Bobby Zamora and Marlon Harewood. Yeah, and that's tough leaving them out. I think I think you should do a West Ham number two team uh, I, think, I think you need to do one because there's people like that that I hate leaving out um, and, you know Dean Ashton as well but yeah. has to be Paolo De Canio has to be yeah. he's the first name in this team um, just again just loved everything about him um, was lucky enough to see him at Mark Noble's testimonial um, and get a photo with him at, at the last of the bowling and just being in in the same sort of space as him it was just like I was mesmerised, mesmerised. I don't get that. I've, you know, anyone else? Paolo was just obviously Paolo, and 
wow. Yeah. Just don't have any words for him, really. It was just so special of a player, like everything. He was more than a player, I think. Do mm. you know what I mean? He was he was a player, he was a cult hero, he was an enigma, he was a personality, he he embodied our club at that time. He was the complete microcosm. It's a long word. Um, he was a complete microcosm of that crazy era at West Ham. Yeah. Because he, he was, was he, he was that. He was everything that epitomized it. He have I swallowed a dictionary today or something. I've just said epitomized as well. Fucking hell. Um, um he uh he he he, he did he embodied he was that he was crazy, he was mesmeric, he was a petulant child, he was the team leader. He would you know, and that's what I mean. There was always something going on with Paolo in the same way that there was always something going on in that team at that time yeah so, he was brilliant loved him loved him I just, i'd love to have been like a fly in the wall during that era at west ham where yeah. you, you know you're watching john monker paolo razor ruddock ian wright and you're just all coming together and oh, it's you, brilliant it just yeah what an, what an era again yeah but crazy yeah. times obviously yeah. we've been fortunate enough to have obviously we've had razor on we've had monks on and and some of the stories they tell Obviously, at that time, social media was still a relatively new thing, as well. It wasn't really, it wasn't really around. So, a lot of those stories, there's, there's no, there's no, you know, video clips of. There's no photos, and you know, there's there, a lot went down. A lot of shit went down in Romford, Romford town, you know, Romford town centre, Christmas parties and stuff at West Ham. Yeah. But you know, and as you said, they were relatable. Um, that that was probably the last era, I think, where football footballers were all relatable. Probably one to eleven. Um, occasionally, like I mean, now obviously Deck and Noble are relatable, I'd mm, say. Yeah. Um, but then, as you said, you went for that whole team one to eleven. You could easily see them walking into Sainsbury's yeah. buying their Christmas, yeah. buying their Friday big shop, whatever. Um, and that's why I think we 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 adore that sort of era um, mm. because of that exact reason. Um, in the same way that I, you know, the first player I ever met was was Pete Butler. You would know. He was ninety, not about ninety-two. I think he signed ninety-two. Pete Butler and I met him at a, a West a Junior Hammers birthday party at the old ground. Now, come twenty, thirty, thirty years, almost thirty years on, um, I wouldn't expect seeing Felipe Anderson in Owls Adventure House coming out with a birthday cake. You know what I mean? So it's like it's it's a different time we live in now. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, he's yeah, yeah, Paolo, man, Paolo, loved him. And again, this channel obviously comes up. I think he's he's the most picked player um, on the channel, and so many stories where he said where people have met him, as you said when you met him, you're just in awe of him. The best one I think is actually Nicky's one from West Ham Fan TV when they met him backstage when they were doing oh, yeah, one of the yeah, yeah. days, and he just says, "He's our oh, Paolo. You look nice and smart." And he just went. I always dress up for my family. Yeah. Like... <laughs> I, wish, I, I wish he was around more, you know. I wish he, I wish he was, you know, involved still somehow a little bit more, you know, around the place and just, I'd love it. I'd, I'd love I just, it. In general, in football, do you know what I mean? In, in the UK, in, in the British football, I'm not, I'm not even fussed about too much about just keeping him for ourselves at West Ham. I'd love him to be more involved in like, hey. yes. you can imagine him and Patrice, you know ever having a row on soccer saturday you know that, that type of thing it's like we'd love to see that i'd love to see power he does some of the stuff at sky italia and stuff doesn't he so but yeah i'd love to see more involved the thing is the- they'd rather the likes of jermaine genus do you know what i mean and yeah like what's that? i think he's all right i feel yeah he's, he's been all, he's all right i know what you mean it's like they'd rather just they, they pick. Well, I mean, they, they, they'll pick homegrown base players, you know. So fair enough, you know. But Paolo be a great personality to get back on. Um, that'd be good fun. Like, we'll have a word. We'll start a hashtag. Um, <laughs> get trend going. Paolo for soccer Saturday. Um, that'd be good. That'll jazz that team up a little bit. You can just imagine him and Cammy having a good old Barney about uh, sending off at Portsmouth. Um, that's no, good, man. That's it. Paolo, Paolo's in, and that's it. That's it, Luke, man. What would you rate my team, Russ? I think it's strong, man. It's a strong team. It's yeah. a strong team. I think, to be honest, I mean, every team's different because every team, it's a, it's a game of football. That's what I love about football because you could get five people come on and five people who give completely different 11s and each 11, you're like, that'll do a job. 
and I think this would do a job. I think there's a as a, a good as a good uh, base of defence. I think there's, I think you've got a lot of pace on the wings. I think you've got. I think also you've got uh, a lot of trickery. Uh, you've got Deck and Nobs to t- keep it tight at the back, and, and you've got Paolo. So, and you've got Tevez. You know, you've got energy. I think it's good. I think it's a nice. Uh, right. So. I've just put my book away, so I've got to open my book back up. Making me do extra work today, Luke. Right, who's in my... Uh, one, two, three. Three in my team. Three? Yep. Mark Noble's in my team. Uh, Joe Cole and Dukanya. Where's my Where's my team? Nice. nice. I, I have my team on a bit. My, my, friend, my good friend Steve Creed... I don't know where it's gone. Um, Steve did it. Steve Creed did it on a... Yeah, my team was Fabianski. It was Julian Dix. Oh, it's up there. I can't, oh, I can't hear it. Um, Julian Dix, Rio, Ian Pierce, Sebastian Schemmel, and then my midfield was, was was Payet, Noble, Joe Cole, Trevor Sinclair, and then De Canio and Ashton up front. Oh, good team. But then again, do you know, and as soon as you say it, I go, do you know what? Because, I, you know, I've been very as a fucking fortunate to interview a lot of ex-players. And actually, to be honest, a lot of them I'd have probably put in my team again now. So I'd probably change it. And maybe I'd take out, I don't know. Yeah, I know what you mean. I bring it, you know, and that's the thing, you could change it. I mean, I, I was a massive fan of John Moncur. I was a massive fan of Neil Ruddock. Neil Ruddock was the last person I had in the back of my shirt. Mm. Um. I had uh, on two shirts on my home shirt. I had Ray's on the race shirt. I had Ruddock. So you know what I mean. So it's like, why isn't he on my team? Shaka Hisstop. Oh my God, Shaka Hisstop. I used to serve him at Safeways every Friday for his Friday big shop. You know what I mean? It's like going for the team. I was like, oh, Ian Bishop. Oh my God, I love Ian Bishop. Um, some of them were staying there. Trevor Sinclair staying there. Trevor Sinclair, I love Trevor Sinclair. John Hartson. You know, it's like oh, these, yeah, we do all these things and we do these shows and these people come these great names. You're like, oh fuck, I forgot. You don't feel bad for leaving out the um, you know, the boys who got to uh, 2006 FA Cup final because I feel like they never get a mention. They never. Me, but they but they don't like mention it themselves. Huh? So no, so obviously we've had we've had like uh we had Conch on. So we yeah. Conch on we've asked and I asked him, right, come on, I mean, come on, Conch. Right. Was it a goal? Did you mean <laughs> it? And he went, Right, if I'd scored it now, I would have meant it. That's that's the only thing he said. So basically he was like, No, I didn't mean it. Of course yeah. you don't. Yeah. Mean it. Um I do feel a bit sorry for them. Um they they do get mixed mixed out. And I think also I think the reason that and I think something which a lot of people don't remember is um Obviously, we had that, that game with Liverpool just before, didn't we? But the two yeah. sending off, and mm. us getting Hayden Mullins off was a lot more of a detriment effect to our team than Louis Garcia. Because yeah. Gar- Mullins was like when we've had, we've had people like who've we had on. So, like basically, most interesting when you interview the players is is they have they have a slightly different view of football than we do as as, as, as normals. Yeah. Um, you do that if you watch a football game with a coach or whatever. And everyone, so like there's periods. So, for example, sort of around sort of the Martin Allen, Ian Bishop, that era, Kevin Keane, they all put Pete Butler in their team. Pete Butler was like, you know, the water carrier. You know, that sort of defensive midfield player who do it. Back in the day before then, they'd all put Jeff Pike in their team. He did the same thing. That sort of 2000 era, 2000, early 2000s, all put Hayden Mullins in their team. I think Anton put him in his team. I think Luke Chadwick put him right back to get him into his team, you know, because he is so critical to their team. So, um, yeah, it's interesting. And, and I love it when – that's what I do in this show because, like, literally, you'll get some randoms and, like, some bloke will do – I don't know. God. Uh, like, you know, people talk about something. Oh, yeah, who's, who's your up front? He goes, oh, up front, I've got Freddie Canute. Oh my god, that's a great shout! I can't believe I've got that Freddie Freddie Canute. You, you know, it's just like, and then some of the ex-players because they've played with players. So we did, there was one the other day. I was looking at it again. We had, uh, oh, we had we had Abe who's written the Bill Gardner book, and he didn't. He did. Uh, what was his eleven? His eleven was players. If if only we'd signed them in their prime. Oh. And basically, it's all like you know, like Stuart Pearce, Ian Wright, Teddy remember. Sheringham, you know, Alex Song you know, even Ruddock, you know, all these players. And you, you look for the team, you go, I think we've had about 230 different players out of the 260 interviews. Um, 
obviously we've had like people like Tony Carr and then Tony Carr gave us his 11. It was the Academy 11 and it was basically the 2010 World Cup squad. Um, pretty much. He, I, mean, I, I let him put John, John Terry in because he did go through the Academy. Um, but no, I know it's, it's great. There's some great names come up and you go, oh, that's a shout. You know, it's like, yeah, I, I can't believe I haven't put Thomas Repka in my team. Do you know no, what I mean? No, that's a tricky one, yeah. Oh, but yeah, it's all good, man. No, but I think it's a good team, good team. And uh, and if everyone, everyone will, will comment on it anyway, Luke, so don't worry. Oh, nice one, mate. I've enjoyed it. <laughs> it's good fun. Thanks, mate. I appreciate your time, man. Appreciate your time. Um, and obviously, thank you to everyone for watching or listening, uh, whether it's been on, whatever it's YouTube, Spotify, podcast, whatever. Give it a shout. Give it a share. Give it a subscribe. And from myself and from Luke, take care, everyone. Stay safe. Wash those hands. Come on, you irons, and we'll see you again. Oh, I can't see my hands. Look how fucking small my hands are. Come on, you irons. No, I think that's my mother-in-law doing it. Come on, you irons, and I'll see you again very, very soon. Take care, everyone. Much more. Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.